I have something to say here, and I want all the men to listen to this. Men, your wife wants you to lead her and lead her well. Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Sorry, it's been a while since we've uploaded an episode. I think it's been about a month. So thanks for checking out this episode. So happy to be back. We've got a lot of cool topics coming up here in the future, so I hope you enjoy. Today's topic is on the people fire and specifically on the marriage side of things. My wife and I recently went on a weekend trip, and we call this trip our annual vision retreat. And so I first heard about this vision retreat uh, through... Uh, my church and through a small group that I was with. Uh, actually, the small group content, the curriculum that we were going through was by a guy named Jimmy Evans. Uh, he's got all kinds of books. He's a pastor out in Texas of a church called Trinity Fellowship Church in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, he founded the the ministry called Exo Marriage, and it's a ministry devoted to helping couples thrive and, and have strong, fulfilling marriages. And it's wonderful content. So if you guys have never heard of Jimmy Evans and never heard of Exo Marriage or any of their resources, definitely go check them out. They're awesome. And so this one particular book was written by Jimmy and his wife Karen. So Jimmy and Karen Evans. And this book is called The Vision Retreat. And so it says, uh, The Mountaintop of Marriage, A Vision Retreat Guide for Couples. This was the second year that my wife and I have done a vision retreat. And last year's was incredible. Uh, we did it at the the first week of November. Uh, this year we did it, uh, so what are we, the third week of October, something like that. And um, so we about a year apart, and it is phenomenal. It totally gets my wife and I on the same page, the same wavelength of what we're trying to build. I had a very wise person in my life tell me that in marriage, you should always be asking the question, what are we trying to build? And going on this vision retreat with Rachel this past weekend, uh, absolutely helped us set our vision and see and write out our destination for what we are trying to do over the next year. And one of the things we we say a lot here at LEAD and in the Four Fires Tribe, and you may have heard it on the podcast before, and it's rarely do we hit a target that we cannot clearly see. So one of the biggest reasons that I highly recommend every couple that is married to do a vision retreat is because it's very exciting, and it's so fun, and it's inspiring to throw your vision out there and talk about what you and your spouse want to accomplish over the next year. Uh, but it's inspiring for yourself, but it's also inspiring for your spouse. Uh, so right now, I want to take a second and just speak to the men here. And so men, listen up. I want you to hear this. Your wife wants you to lead her and lead her well. The principal sin for men is passivity. We can look all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam passively stood by and watched Eve be tempted by the serpent uh, to eat the fruit that God had commanded Adam not to eat. Uh, You can find this in Genesis chapter 3. And so in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, it says, So she, Eve, took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. And so I've heard it said that uh, where it says Adam was with her, I've heard it said that The word with in Hebrew can be translated as shoulder to shoulder. So he was passively standing there. He knew that God had commanded him, do not eat of this tree, but he was standing there passively watching Eve eat this fruit. And so that's why the principal sin for men is passivity. And so men, 
I encourage you, go to your wife and say, Honey, I would like to go on a vision retreat with you because I want us to succeed. I want us to clearly define what we're trying to accomplish in this marriage so that we can have a strong, thriving marriage and uh, live an exciting and inspiring life with each other. And so a little bit more on what this vision retreat is. So there's a book. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. My wife and I actually went, and you can find a, a free PDF version online, and we just printed it off. It's not a super long book. I think it's like 50 pages or something like that. Don't don't hold me to that, but I think it's something like that. And the book recommends go on a five-day vacation. Uh, my wife and I, uh, the last two years, this is the second time we've done it. Both times we've squeezed it. Last year we did take a three-day trip, but this year we just went on a Saturday-Sunday trip, and so we, we jammed it in there. We, we packed it into two days, but it was really awesome, and two days is definitely better uh, than no days. Uh, but the book recommends a five-day vacation to really spend some time with each other, and a key point to the vision retreat is that you cannot take your kids, and that's because you don't want any distractions. I know that sounds bad, uh, but you and your wife or you and your husband need to be able to be alone for two days or four days or five days, however long you make your trip, and you need to have no distractions and be with each other and be able to be filled uh, with God's vision and talk things out, and it's hard to do that if you are both actively trying to watch your kids and focus and clearly define your mission statement for your family and your vision and all the things that come with this book that I'll get into here in just a second. And so what my wife and I got out of this vision retreat and why I would highly recommend every married couple out there to do one is it gave us direction. It's really easy, at least in my experience. I've only been married for two years and four months. However, in just that short amount of time, I can tell that when Rachel and I are not super intentional about naming our vision, naming our goals, and striving after them intentionally all the time, it's so easy to get stagnant and and even feel like, man, what in the world am I even doing? Like, why do I even have this job that I have? Why am I working out? Why am I, like, it's so easy to question why you're doing things if you're not actively uh, reminding yourself of, oh yeah, this is what we're trying to accomplish, and this is what God has called us to do with our life. It gives you direction. Rachel and I feel like it gives us a tremendous amount of unity. We feel so intimately connected uh, with each other after we do our vision retreat because it is inevitable that you're going to connect emotionally if you're sharing vulnerable things with your spouse. When you spend time talking about what you'd like to accomplish over the next year, sharing your feelings, sharing the things that sometimes are hard to share, maybe there's um, some complaining <laughs> going on. I'll get into that, the difference between complaining and criticism in a little bit. But you get a tremendous amount of unity when you allow yourself to put your guard down. For us, it was just two days, but man, if you're going for five days, to absolutely put your guard down and put away all distractions for however many days the trip is, and you and your spouse get to know each other authentically and don't hold up any walls and you talk about the things that are real. You don't just talk about the funny videos you've seen recently on social media or uh, whatever it is that you and your wife talk about on a surface level, but you talk about real, deep, meaningful things. And so it definitely creates a tremendous amount of unity, and I'm speaking from experience on that one. What Rachel and I got out of this as well is it, it struck up and I would say even forced us to have tough conversations. Uh, there's times where, uh, I'll get into this in, in a minute, but there's 
throughout the book, there's some sections about personal and family time management slash stress reduction. And so oftentimes, at least from my experience, uh, there's going to be some feedback from one or both of the spouses where they're like, I would really like it if you would help me more in this area. I would really like it if you wouldn't nag me so much in this area. And so there's going to be conversations like that. Uh, where it is uh, tough conversations that must take place. However, uh, one of the things we say all the time is growth and comfort rarely coexist. And so it's uncomfortable to have those tough conversations and not criticize each other, but uh, just share what we can call it complain. Again, I'll talk about the difference between criticism and complaining, but sharing the things that you would like to improve in your marriage can be tough sometimes. And so having those tough conversations, though, is going to lead into more unity with each other and intimate relationship as long as the other spouse is not fully defensive and is open to hearing the things that their spouse has to say. So I definitely would encourage that if your spouse is sharing something with you, be open to hearing them out and hearing everything that they say. Don't jump down their throat with something that they're doing wrong. Genuinely listen to what they're saying. Because if you value your marriage, you'll listen to what your spouse is telling you, and then you can assess it and respond rather than react to whatever it is that they're saying. Like I said, my wife and I did a vision retreat uh, in 2022, so November of 2022. That was our first vision retreat that we ever did, and I feel like on that trip, Rachel and I needed a snow shovel to unpack and talk about all the things at that point in our life, Uh, things before we were married and things that had happened or things that we weren't happy with in that first year and a half of marriage, there was a lot to talk about. But then this year, not that there wasn't a lot to talk about, there was tons to talk about. However, I felt like this year we just needed a teaspoon to kind of throw out, throw off or throw out uh, the bad or the the hard conversations that needed to take place. So that's why I would encourage to do it every single year, because at first you're probably going to have We'll call it baggage or just stuff that needs to be addressed and talked about. And the more you do it, it is so beneficial to your marriage. And so with that being said, one of the things I wanted to make sure that I hit on very clearly so that there's no misunderstanding here. This vision retreat is not to pressure your spouse into naming all the areas that they need to fix or you telling your spouse all the areas that they need to get better in the entire time. There definitely is a time Uh, for that during the vision retreat, but this whole retreat uh, is to be fun and exciting and inspiring and motivating for you and your marriage. Like it's, you're defining what it is that you're trying to accomplish and build over the next year. And so it's, it's amazingly exciting. Don't pressure your spouse and don't criticize your spouse. So we're going to, here's what I'm going to talk about the difference between criticism and complaining. I'm a man, so I'll, I'll do this from the point of view point of view of a man. Criticism is saying, you terrible, awful woman, you do this all the time, or you never do this, and you know it bugs me, and that's why you do it, or that's why you don't do it. I always say, don't ever say the words always or never. So the better version of that is complaining. And so that might look like, honey, I, you might not have even meant anything by this when you said this or did this. But when you said that or did that, it really made me feel like you don't respect me. And I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that in the future. So you can tell there, there's totally different tone, totally different approach. And you can imagine that 
my spouse, if I was saying that to my spouse, she would totally receive that in a different way. And so that's the difference between complaining and criticizing. With the complaining, so criticism is never okay, but complaining is okay. But what I would what I would say is that for every complaint that you have for your spouse, you should have 10 positive things to say to your spouse. So it doesn't probably still will not be received well from your spouse if you never say anything positive and then you have a, a complaint and then you don't say anything positive and then you have another complaint. And so then they're going to feel like, well, all you ever do is complain. And so that's when cr- complaining is bad. And so you want to complain and never criticize, but for every complaint that you have, you need to have 10 plus positive things that you're saying about your spouse. That's just a good rule of thumb. And so on this topic, I wanted to throw out a really great proverb, Proverbs 18:21, and it says, the power of life and death are in the tongue. And so if you value your marriage, if you want to be happily married for the rest of your life, be very wise and very intentional with the words that you choose to speak to your spouse because God's word tells us that the power of life and death are in your tongue. Be very intentional about the words that you speak to your spouse. Speak words of life to your spouse and speak. If, if you have something that just really bothers you and you would like it, like to see some change in that area uh, in your marriage or something that your spouse does specifically, speak to your spouse's potential and speak words of life over them. And I promise you that one little thing is going to make your marriage better. So why should you do a vision retreat? This vision retreat is much more than just naming the things you'd like to do as a couple over the next year. You'll be naming your family's values and beliefs and mission statement, uh, which is a lot of fun. You'll list out your vision, your goals, and your plans uh, in your spiritual life and in your service to God. You and your spouse will talk about uh, your, your goals and your plans and your visions for Uh, your romance and your sexual intimacy, your finances, your work and your professional career, uh, personal and family time management, stress reduction, I already talked about that one, Uh, in-law and extended family relationships, friends individually and as a couple, health and fitness, home, housework and responsibility, children and or grandchildren, And and then there's even a space called Other where you can write in your own areas. If you have any other specific areas within your marriage that you want to talk about your vision and your goals and your plans that you want to accomplish and achieve over the next year. And then once you get through all of those sections, writing out your visions and your goals and your plan, uh, there's a 12-month vision calendar. And this is a really cool section because you and your spouse get to write out smaller goals that you want to accomplish each month, but then also write out big milestone events that you plan on hitting during those months. So this can take some real time and planning because it's one thing to list out a mission statement or a vision of where you want to be by, say, August or October of next year. But going month to month, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to hit the nail right on the head of, like, I want to increase my income by X by this month. Um, Maybe you hit that, maybe you don't. However, it's very powerful to actually get that on a piece of paper. So I would definitely encourage you to list out very specific things that you would like to do month to month to month. And so I know I'm covering all of this really quickly, but as you're going through this, it actually takes uh, some time to get through all of this because you and you want to be able to speak, uh, speak your mind about what you'd like in each of these areas, but then you also have to give your spouse the time to speak and you guys go back and forth. So I know I covered them very, very quickly, 
Uh, but my wife and I spent hours over those two days writing about all of these different topics and putting our vision on paper for what we want to what we want our family to look like. We don't have kids yet, but what we want our household beliefs and values to look like, where we want to go in the next year, what we want to build. So I just I cannot emphasize enough how much this vision retreat has helped my marriage and give us direction and help us to connect with each other better because another part of going on this vision retreat is to one, go through the book and do your vision retreat, but you should be uh, having going on a fun adventure, maybe doing some fun activities and um, hiking or biking or whatever it is that you and your spouse like to do. Uh, this should be a, a not a boring time to go sit in a library and study. Uh, this, should, this should be a very exciting and fun time for you and your spouse to connect like you did when you were dating. And so some final thoughts on this topic. It was and is amazing to me the extraordinary amount of life and positivity that was rekindled in my marriage just by talking about all these things that I just listed off. Yeah, I just cannot recommend this vision retreat enough to every married couple out there. So I know this is a short podcast. I hope you got some value out of it. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope that you will look at, over the next couple months, look at planning a vision retreat for you and your spouse, because I promise you, it may be difficult, may be hard to have some of these conversations, but with practice and putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, you are likely to be growing. And so I challenge you to put a, put a vision retreat on you and your spouse's calendar in the next couple months, and do this vision retreat so that you and your spouse can clearly identify where you're going, and answer the question of what are we building. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Go live intentionally.